morning, everybody. Huge thank you to the team this morning. And the team on the back, who are part of the worship team, but are always behind you, so you never see them. And who are frantically trying to figure out what the heck is going on this morning. Um, so thank you. Um, isn't it great to be here today? If it's your first time, thanks, Kate. If it's your first time here, you are so welcome with us. Um, and we've been coming expecting you. Don't worry if my mic goes in and out. I'll do that. I mic if I need to because I've got off my hands free for this morning's preach. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this morning I was greeted just before the meeting by my great-nephew, Bobby. I'm so pleased to have a great-nephew because it gives me the title Great Auntie. And I'm not on about, like, an age thing. I'm just right? So I'm, like, really made up that I now have a great-nephew to be able to say... I'm a great auntie. I've been trying for years to get that title off the nieces and nephews. Now they've given me a reason to be a great auntie. Some wonderful uh, great nephews. Anyway, he greeted me with this this morning and, and made it for me. And the reason why I say this is preach is because you may be in here and not be quite sure what on earth is going on because you're like, I know I've heard about God. This pocket. I got told last week by the PA team that I'm the worst pe person for breaking microphones. I did point out that many of the other preachers in this church, fat man excluded from this, don't have hair to manage that get wrapped around it all and everything. So, <laughs> not pointing any fingers, sorry. Anyway, back to the cross. Um, it's all about the cross. And here's the thing, if you aren't quite sure what's going on today and you're like, about God and I've heard about the cross and, and all of this, I want to tell you that don't go away without asking about the cross. Because at the cross, your whole life changed. Your whole life changed. Your whole future changed. My whole future changed. But I didn't know that until I really knew about the cross. So... Make sure you come and see one of us today. Nothing to do with my preach, but that's important because I just felt there might be people sat here this morning and you're like, I don't really get it. But that's where it all begins, at the cross. So come and ask us about it. Um, have you come prepared to take notes? Oh, here we go. We have a show of hands. Thank you. I wasn't asking for a show of hands, but top of the class, ladies. Top of the class. Um, have you come prepared to take notes? Oh, there you go. Barry's showing off with his iPad as well. And Paul, okay, like I really wasn't going for a show of hands, but do you want to put your hands up? Like, put your hands up if you come prepared to take notes. There's a, some very excited people in the place. If you've not and you want to, we have pens and paper. So Eli is around here. All you need to do is give a little wave because you know something. Have you ever been sat in a preach? Here we go. Well done, Pauline. Um, have you ever been sat in a preach or, or even in a worship or anything and God just speaks to you? Or, or something stands out that you've known for 20 odd years, but suddenly it's completely different. And then you go in the cafe and you have a chat afterwards and you get home and it can be so easily lost. Yeah. Let's capture the moment, guys. Let's be a church that are taking notes, capturing the moment. Do it on your gadgets. Don't go on Facebook. You can take notes on your gadgets. Get pen and paper. If not, Eli is around doing that. Take notes this, this morning. Um, so this series at the moment is Believe It or Not. So we're only on our second week. Last week we talked about the name of Jesus um, in the morning. And then at the night we talked about death. 
Because we want to be a church. I'm trying to figure out where the heck to put this. <laughs> we want to be a church. Here's the thing. That we'll talk about the things that people don't really like to talk about. As well as all the great. And let's get you on a high can. But we talked about last week. But the point of it was it is a certain. It's not. It's not final. I'll use a handheld for a little bit of time while people sort this. In a little bit, I'll just use my really loud voice. Um, yeah, okay. So you see when Barry said and Wayne said about the kind of morning we've had this morning, you're getting it, aren't you? You're really getting it. Um, so we talked about death last Sunday night. In the morning, it was talked about Jesus and these many names and, and how we call on him. And at the night, we talked about death, about it being a certainty for us all. But it isn't, doesn't need to be something that we fear because it's not final in the sense of there is something after this. And it's making sure that we're right with Jesus. Um, and so today, the, I would title my, seri- my sermon this week, Stay Focused, Stay Alert, Stay Alive. And um, I've been watching a program on the army recently, and it's been an absolute eye-opener, just watching it and looking at what goes on behind the scenes and things. And, and, you know, believe it or not, church, we have an enemy. It says in the Bible, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but about principalities of the unseen world. And we have an enemy. And the enemy's not that glamorous. We don't really like to talk about the enemy because we like to talk about all the nice stuff. But here's the thing. If we are not aware that we have an enemy and we are not alert that we have an enemy, then we don't know what to do when suddenly we are sideswiped out and we think, where on earth did that come from? So as Christians, and I would say even if you're not a Christian in here today, know that there is an enemy The enemy does not want to enhance our life one little bit. He is not for us. There is nothing about him that makes him feel like I am cheering them on. His sole aim is to derail us. His sole aim is to bring us down. His sole aim is to try and cause destruction and take people from the kingdom of light and pull them away as much as he can. can. His sole aim is to stop people in darkness from ever entering the kingdom of light and knowing Jesus. That is his sole purpose and his sole aim. And becoming a Christian does not mean you're not a target any longer. But becoming a Christian, we have a power from on high. We, have a power. we are a child of the Almighty God. We, in, we are an heir. We are sons and daughters of the Almighty God, and we have a power. But we need to be aware of how we need to be living our life so that we are alert. We need to stay focused. We need to stay alert to stay alive. Have you ever been there where you're walking along suddenly and everything seems to be going really well? And you kind of drop your guard a little bit and you don't realize you have until something comes from, from nowhere. Something comes and it just blows you away. You, you take a hit over something and you're like, where did that come from? I know when that's happened to me, it's been times when I've left myself vulnerable. It's been times when I've left myself weak and I haven't been focused on the things of the Lord like I once had been. I hadn't been hiding his word in my heart. I hadn't been taking it in and doing all those things and suddenly from nowhere becomes a swipe, comes a hit from the side. And um, 
in this army program, what I've realized is at all times, they are aware of the enemy. Now, it doesn't mean that they sit in their tents just talking about the enemy. <laughs> you see them, they're sat and they're laughing and they've got friends and, and all this is going on, but they are constantly aware of their enemy. They know that there is an enemy and they know that the enemy is there not to prosper them <laughs> and not to help them. The enemy comes to them in many different disguises. The enemy comes as a child with the best of explosives. The enemy will come as what seems to be an innocent woman. The enemy comes in all many different ways. But because of their training, because of what they know, they are aware of the enemy. They are aware that the enemy can come in many different disguises and take them out like that. But as they, whenever they leave camp, whenever they leave to go out anywhere on this program, they say this, stay focused. The top man says this to them, stay focused, stay alert, stay alive, off you go. Every time they leave camp, every time, they clothe themselves up, they get themselves ready, and the main man says to them, stay focused, stay alert, and stay alive. And as they leave, and as they start to walk out, that is the thing that is planted into their head, that you need to be focused, because there is an enemy. And it says in the Word, doesn't it, it says in John 10, 10, it says the thief's purpose, the enemy's purpose, is to steal and kill and destroy. That is his purpose. That is his aim. I remember many years ago, Barry using an analogy and explaining it like this, and this has been on this program that I've been watching. And he was talking about the Taliban. And he was talking about the British Army. And the Taliban is already defeated. It can never overpower the British Army. The British Army is already victorious. Even in the battle, the, the British Army is already victorious. The British Army has already won. The Taliban is defeated. It's a minority compared to the British Army. But it doesn't stop the Taliban trying. The Taliban knows it's defeated. The Taliban knows there's no way they're ever going to overpower the British Army. The Taliban knows they're never going to overpower the US Army, but they'll just have a go. They'll just have a go to try and take down anybody they can. You know what, church? Today, the enemy is like that. The enemy is defeated. We are not glorifying him as, as being all-powerful, of being victorious. We are not glorifying him, but what we are doing is we are making ourselves aware because he's just like the Taliban. He's defeated. He cannot win. He cannot win. It's already done. We've already won. We've already won. But what he will do is he will come in on a little child with a suicide vest and go bang in the middle of your life. And you think, where did that come from? We need to be rooted. And we need to be grounded. So that when those times come, we can stand firm. We can stand strong. Because we know we've already won. We've already won. Um, just one second. It's going to affect the recording, I realized. <laughs> he only comes to steal and destroy. He's not going to enhance your life. He's not going to give you anything positive. And if things come to you in that manner, it is counterfeit. If things of this world come to you and look appealing, it is counterfeit. It is a trap. It's a trap of the enemy. On this program I've been watching, 
Um, they go around, and as they're walking around, because they're constantly aware of what's got going on, they're all the time looking around. And they also have somebody up front that's going along with a, a landmine detector because they will bury the explosives in the ground to catch them off guard. Is there anything buried in us? Is there anything in us? Maybe stuff from our past. Maybe stuff where we know it's a weakness, but where suddenly the enemy will try and take us down. Where he will try and take us down. 1 Peter chapter 5 says this in verse 8. Stay alert. Stay alert. We've got to stay alert. I've found myself so many times in situations where I've felt completely flawed. I felt like my, that my, my feet have been taken underneath me, from underneath me. I felt like just a great emptiness. I felt like I've been kicked in the gut. I felt, and I've been like, Lord, where are you? Where are you? But it's not that he'd ever left me. It was, that I wasn't, it was that I wasn't alert and focused on the things of God and focused on his word. I wasn't alert that this was something that the enemy was bringing to, to me and, and, and causing me this disruption because I'd become distracted by other things. I hadn't stayed focused. I hadn't stayed alert. And I very nearly didn't stay alive. I very nearly didn't stay alive because when those things happen... Then we suddenly come to decision time. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to deal with this? Gonna, well, you know, in, in many years ago, panic not, the pastor doesn't feel like this now. I've kind of thought, I have. Many years ago, I just gave up on God. <laughs> I was like, God, if that is what it's all about, forget it. Forget it. And I got it all mixed up because it was never God. It was never God. God has always been faithful. God has always been victorious. God has always been the one. But because I wasn't focused and grounded and rooted in him, then when those things came, I looked at the circumstances and how I felt and how it had left me feeling. And then I began to make decisions that were never godly, that they were never to prosper me like God says he wants to do. I began to make those decisions. We need to be focused on him. Be alert of the enemy. Not focused on the enemy. Just alert of the enemy and focused on him. We don't focus our, our eyes on the enemy. We don't look for the enemy in everything. But we're alert that we have an enemy. We're aware that we have an enemy, but we need to be focused on him. What ways does the enemy come in? The enemy can come in by fear. He can grip you with fear just when you think you've conquered it. When you've had six months of no fear, six months of no anxiety, and you're like, this is it. This is it. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. The fact is, you haven't. The fact is, I haven't. The fact is, he has. He has. But when we become distracted and when we become disengaged with the things of God, then we begin to think we've done it. And then the enemy comes in and we lose it because without God, we're nothing. We don't have the power. We only have power through him. Fear, temptation. Maybe it's an addiction you've had over the years. Maybe it's other stuff. Anger, offense. Keeping the wrong company. No matter how much you love somebody, no matter how many years you've been with them, if they are not feeding good stuff into your life, you will become disengaged and you will become distracted and the enemy can take you down. 
They will all bring us down and take us out if we aren't alert and aware of the potential of the enemy's plans. Stay focused. Write this down, church. Stick it on your fridge, if you have a fridge. If not, stick it on the radiator in your bedroom. Stay focused. Stay alert. Stay alive. Stay focused. Stay alert. Stay alive. Even when the army aren't in an immediate threat, they are always aware. They're always alert. Even when they're not in immediate threat, they can be going through the desert. They can be going through the hills and, and, and the jungle or whatever. And as far as I can see, there is no enemy. They don't drop their weapon. <laughs> they don't take the vest off. They don't drop the weapon. And so many times we base things on what we see ourselves in our own human nature. And we think all is good and all is well. And in God it is all well. But we need to be alert that just because our eye can't see it, that the enemy is prowling around and he's wanting to try and take us down some way. So that when it happens, we're already onto it. Because we're so focused on the things of the Lord. I'm going to have to put this microphone down now because... Um, oh, okay. Because um, I'm going to have to, apparently my lovely husband said that there could be no banner on the platform this morning, which is why I had a prop. So now I'm going to have to go through the curtains to get my prop. But here's the thing I want to say, is that the, each day, when that soldier wakes up, each day, they clothe themselves and they equip themselves for what they need for the day ahead. You see, they never leave camp without their protection. They never ever leave camp without their rucksack. Because when the enemy hits, they have everything they need in their backpack. 
They have everything they need inside. Uh, I'd just like to say, I was going to change shoes, but it's going to be a little bit complicated, but they never go out in heels. <laughs> All right, okay. Always flats. <laughs> they have everything they need with them. Everything. So they are never caught off guard by the enemy, and they frantically look for their backpack. They never run back to camp to try and find where it's been. Every single thing they need is with them. Because they are focused and they are alert and they are determined, they will stay alive. They never put themselves out there on the front line and think, well, I don't really know. I don't know if I'm going to make it back. They go out there determined they're coming back. And they don't only go out determined they're coming back, they're determined all the teammates are coming back with them as well. That they're going to bring down the enemy and they're coming out victorious. There is no, no other thinking. There is no other way. They are pumped and they're ready to go and they make sure they've got everything with them that they need so that when it happens, there's no frantically looking round of, I'm not quite sure what I do with this. And as Christians, we need to make sure that in us, we have everything we need. That we know the word of God. That we know that the, the promises of God. That we know that when it says, when you take me through deep waters, I'm not going to drown. I'm not going to drown. I'm not going to drown because your word says that, God. When I go through the fire, I'm not going to be burned up. It's going to get hot. <laughs> but I'm not going to get burned up because your word says that, God. And you see that when the enemy attacks, when the enemy attacks the soldiers and they, they take the backpack and they open the top of the like, this is what we need, deal with it. This is what we need, deal with it. They're equipped, they're ready to go, they're sharp. They're not floundering around about it, they're sharp and they're ready to go. Now, I am not condemning anybody who, is, who is, feels like, well, I do flounder. That's okay, I floundered. I'm not saying I never will flounder. But what I'm saying is we don't have to flounder. We don't have to flounder and we don't have to panic and we don't have to worry. Because if we are doing and taking the training that we need from the Lord and from his word, and we are making sure that we have everything with us wherever we go, then when a, an attack happens, they get on the floor, they open their rucksack, and it's all there. And they know it's already in there. They know what's in their backpack. They know what they need to pull out. Because it's something they do on a daily basis. They have chosen to be trained in it. They have chosen to find out about their occupation. They have chosen to find out about their enemy. They don't go out there not having a clue about the Taliban. Whoever is coming up against us, be that in a sports I'm not a sports person, but sorry, sister. I have heard a little bit about you talk about rugby. But for example, sorry, I know you don't like being shown up, sister. But when sister plays rugby, he knows who he's coming up against. He'll know something about that team. He's not going to walk out and think, oh, I don't really know what's going on here. We'll just have a go. We'll have a bash. No, he's in it to win it. The team are in it to win it. The army are in it to win it. They never sat out in defeat. And a, a sports person and a soldier, they make sure that they are on form and they are ready. And I've got to say for me, 
I've been challenged and I've been preparing this word because I'm like, Vicky, are you? Are you really as alert as you think you are? Are you really as focused as you are? Are you um, putting, like pressing into things of, of God? Are you finding out things about God? Are you reading his word more than you ever? Are you sitting just having those times where you talk with him? Are you doing that? Are you doing as much as a soldier would do to train for battle? Is my backpack full and ready? And here's the question. Do I even know what's in it? Because I'm the one filling it. So I should know what's in it. When I think about what might be in my backpack, I start to think about the things that could contaminate the backpack. I start to think about the things maybe I watch, maybe the gossip I listen to, maybe the wrong actions, maybe the outburst of anger, maybe the drink, maybe the friendship circles. I start to think about the things that could contaminate my backpack. Because when the enemy hits, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it to be fresh. I'm going to need it to be ready. I'm going to need it to be something that I know how to use inside and out. This bag is like our lives. And the challenge goes out today that we would all assess what's in us. What are we putting in us? You see, we can make that decision to follow the Lord and we can be following him and loving him and feeling so close to him and then suddenly we can become disengaged by something and distracted and then we start to fill ourselves with the things that aren't of God. Listening to things, watching things, going back to something you know God's brought you out of and then we start to fill the backpack with that. And then when the enemy hits, we wonder why we're floundering and we're thinking, oh, I don't really know what to do with this. Because we have become unfocused from the one thing that will keep us alive. Him. Him. Him alone. Everything about him. There is, like Barry said, you're never going to regret praising the Lord. You're never going to regret knowing him. Every, there is not one, one part of the word of God. There is not one part of him that is ever going to defile your backpack. It is never going to poison your backpack. He is good. He is good. He is all-powerful. He is victorious. He's done it all. And when we're not full of him, that's when we begin to flounder. and We wonder why we're not coping well when a situation goes wrong and when we are under attack and we wonder why because we're scrambling around trying to find the things that we need to bring us through. Stay focused. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 and 9 says this, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. To me that speaks volumes. Because this letter could have already finished. But it's like, no, one final thing, you need to know this. This is important. This letter isn't complete without it. This is important. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. That's a choice. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, 
right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, which comes from the Lord. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. You know when you're under attack. You know when something sideswipes you. Your mind will automatically go to the negative. I've been speaking with somebody this week and I, and I was saying to them about the verse where it says there are more for you than there are against you. But we, we forget that when it happens because the voice of those against us shouts louder than those that are for us. But it doesn't mean that actually there are more against us. When we start to flounder and begin to try and find things, we begin to try and... It's because I would ask ourselves a question, what are we fixing our thoughts on? Are we fixing our thoughts on things that people have fed into us? Are we fixing our thoughts at people on, on things that people have, have shown us or things that we have seen or things from the past? What are we fixing our thoughts on? Because it says here to fix them on what is true. Truth. All the way through. Honorable. On what is right. On what is pure. On what is lovely. On what is admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Stay focused. Stay focused. All of those things is who God is. He's all of those things. He's honorable. He's true. He's worthy of praise. He's excellent. He's all of those things. But if we don't stay focused on that, our focus will be somewhere else. Either way, we're going to have a focus, church. We either choose the focus or the focus is going to choose us. We need to be in control. We need to be focused. We need to be choosing the things that we are focusing on. We need to know the word of God. We need to know what it says. Because you know something? When the enemy comes up against me, the only thing I have that will always stand are his promises. Are the stories that I've sat and read even from being a child where I've seen what God has done for others. And he's, and he's spoken to me because he's, he's, he's taken me through the stories that are in here and he's like, Vicky, I don't love you any less. And they went through a hard time, but they stayed focused, Vicky. Stay focused. Stay focused. Knowing God, your relationship with him. I only know Barry and can second guess Barry as much as I do and get it right all the time. Because I know him. Because I spend time with him. Somebody would come and say to me, or Barry said this, and I can honestly go, that doesn't sound like my Barry. Because I know him. Because I know him. And that's taken time. I was spending time together, but I know him. Stay alert. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 starts with this. A final word. You notice the other one was a final. This is the final. These are important things. Be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. And in his mighty power. Because when we try and be strong in our mighty power, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. There's going to be nothing in the backpack. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all, all of God's armor. We don't pick and choose. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We are not fighting against each other. We're fighting against principalities and powers of the dark. It says we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. Against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is real, church. This is real. We've got to be alert. It says, therefore. So all this is said that could be a bit scary. <laughs> we don't need to panic. We just need to be aware and know that we've got what we need to use it. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will. It's a definite, so you will. You put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will, you, you will still be standing. Not after the battle, you're going to be a little bit like wrecks. You're going to be breathless. You're going to be this. He says, no, you'll still be standing. You'll still be standing, but you've got to clothe yourself in God's armor. You've got to put every little bit on. And God's saying to you today, listen, you're not going to be taken out. Whatever it is you're going through, you're not going to be taken out. But walk with me and listen to me, God's saying. Church, listen to me today, God's saying. If you walk with me, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm speaking to you now. Put on everyone and then you'll still be standing firm when it's all over. Stand your ground. Stand your ground, church. When the enemy comes in with a question, when he comes in to try and take us out, that we would stand our ground and declare my God my God is an awesome God, my God is a faithful God, my God is all sufficient, my God is all powerful that we would declare put it on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared in addition to all of these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Don't give up. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We've got to be on our guard. We've got to guard our weaknesses. Know where the enemy may try and come in. Know where he may disguise himself. And at the first sign of the enemy, pull out what you need. Pull out what you need because it's already been given to us. I'm just going to read two scriptures and then I'm going to get down and let them sing and then I'm going to get back up and tell you what we need to do this week. What we need to do moving forward with this word. Stay alive. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The minute the enemy attacks, he's going to go for your joy. And he's going to go for your joy because your joy is your strength. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Barry said before about we think because we've got a faith, we can't change our face because of our circumstances. The way you feel, not true. 
Not true. We encourage ourselves in the Lord. Not true. We know who he is. Not true. We can stand victorious. Not true. We can have a spring in our step. Not true. We can have a smile on our faces. It's not true that we can't change it. We can. The enemy's trying to tell you you can't change the way you feel. You can. And the reason why he's trying to tell you that is because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Boom. He takes your joy. He's got your strength. And it's so easy to steal our joy. Let us guard our joy. And in that, we have strength. John chapter 8, I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Will never die. We will stay alive when we obey his teaching. The manual that he's given us will stay alive. Church, stay focused. Stay alert and stay alive.